ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another glorious episode in the bald community. We have season two, episode 10. It's week seven, college lacrosse. T, how are we doing? I just had a great dinner. I could not feel any better right now. Um, coming off of St. Patrick's Day weekend, I decided to get some of my potatoes in me as an Irish fella, and they were delicious. Off of a bad betting weekend, we make it better with some good home-cooked meals. Hey, the sun comes up. You know, there's food in the oven. What what more can you ask for, honestly? Actually, I should correct myself there. I had a great betting weekend in March Madness. I'll say that. Great weekend in March Madness. Um, great weekend in March Madness. Not the best weekend in college across. Maybe we should change this to a college basketball podcast. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I I was the same. Um, the first day of March Madness, I went thirteen and three, and I was like, "Wow, I'm I'm just on a heater right now." And then the next day, it all just crumbles to no other. Thirteen um, and three. Are you a professional gambler now? I I had Kansas to win it, so they're out. Um, the Arizona yeah. loss hurt. Indiana loss hurt. Marquette loss hurt. Um, Sounds like a lot of L's. Yeah, it, day day two was bad. Day three was even worse. And day four, it was like, all right, let's just let's just go home. Um, but I I was going to say, it, it felt like lacrosse was under the radar this weekend in, in a lot of senses. Is obviously it's you know college basketball's biggest weekend, and it truly is the best when you think about it. So many games. The the oh, I love seeing the TV at the top or the scoreboard at the top, and it has like all the games going, and you're watching one. Um, I'm kind of a weirdo. I'm a one TV guy. I like being locked in on one game. If I'm being, I honest. agree. It, it all having so many games on. There's just too much like to pay attention to. I feel like I'm not paying attention to anything. Yeah, and I'll switch. Like, all right, hey, this game. Like, all right, it's over. There's two minutes left, and the game's over. All right, I'll switch now. That game's at the seven minute mark. It's starting to get juicy. Like, or if there is an upset, I'll switch. I'll go to the underdog immediately. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome, but it did take away from a heavyweight fight that we saw on Saturday with Virginia and Maryland. And that's right. I want to start T in our recaps here. We only have a few, but you know, I I went back and and I I watched the game. Number one, phenomenal crowd. Oh yeah. I think it was, I think it was the best. I think they said it was the biggest crowd that UVA's had in like five, seven years or something like that. I don't know what the actual number was, but it was like one of the best crowds they've had in a very long time. It looked, and especially when your basketball team loses earlier in that week to Furman, you hate to see it. Um, Yikes! But like the the sides were packed, the field mic was picking up everything, the crowd. Um, so the visuals were great, and I'm not going to say I told you so, but we're acting like Maryland's just sisters of the poor. Like this is the reigning champs, and you're going to make them road dogs at Terry Foy. That is for Terry Foy right there. That's for my man Terry. Fucking kick rocks, dude. Like, Maryland went up early. Virginia made their run. Maryland made their run. But what I tell you, at the face-off X, if it's even or neutralized, Maryland's going to win. And what do you fucking know? It's 50-50. I, I, I think the fact that the face-off X was neutralized, you would have thought Virginia was going to win. Right. 
and I'll say that, but I'm also saying that just goes to show that they're kicking the shit out of these teams, putting up 20 goals a game because they have these extra possessions. They're used to being above 50%. Maryland's going to slow you down. Or we're just going to grind you to death. And that's what the Terps do. It, Listen, the, the Terps had a great game. I was certainly not expecting that. I took view game minus two. Um, Thomas oh. McConaughey had a huge game. Um, Schellenberger, I, I keep saying it, but you'd like Schellenberger to take over a game when it's close like that. And he was he was erased by Ajax. Um Shout out to Brian Ruppel. That kid is killing it. Freshman goalie we've been talking about in the past couple weeks, just coming to play. Those saves in overtime were were in, incredible. Bananas. Incredible. Dude, those were, I was screaming the, my face off. I was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Like, in, save after save in the big moment for a freshman on the road in Klockner. Like, we've been there. That is – that's just massive. Loved, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, the fact that it was three in a row on the like one was a step down, the doorstep, another step down. Like th- that's it. Just truly incredible performance out of him. That's just a confidence rider. Um, I was going to say another note, and I, I know you know a friend of the program, you know Brett Makar, easily like rocket number one. Just looks like a, a looks like a stud out there. Griffin Schutz, or Sh- yeah, Schutz for UVA. He's the coolest looking midi in the country. He, he rocks twenty six. He rocks twenty six. His bag, his jersey's not that baggy, but he's got like really good tilt, and he's fast and he's quick. Like I'm all in on on two six. All in on two six. I'm all in. My, and my internet's acting up right now. I'm gonna refresh. So hold off. All right, I'm back. Well, I couldn't see you on my screen, so I just. Visually, it was frozen, and you were looking like you were. Your eyes were shut. And I was trying not to laugh the whole time. So we're back. <laughs> Keep this in. Don't edit this out. But <laughs> it, it is funny, T. Looking at this game though, and like on like the announcers were saying, and I thought Anish and Kark did a great job. Um, and, you know, made it feel like it was a, a big time game, of course. But like Xander Dixon, you know, you 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 shoot one for six, you score all these goals throughout the year, and it's like, all right, well, it matters. Like, you kind of turtle. I will say you were right. You know, Schellenberger kind of got shut down, you know, still at three points. But usually those guys are in the – like, they each of you have five or six, and a defense like Maryland, you're not going to get that, like, at all. Definitely not. And, like, for the future when they go – well, did they play Notre Dame already? No, that's no, this Notre Dame next. So, like yeah. – a same situation, like you're going to go up against Notre Dame, Chris Fake and those boys, they're going to lock those guys down. So it's going to be on their midfield to, you know, make plays. And they did this time, Griffin Schutz and Thomas McConville, they were they were stepped up for them. But these are the reasons that I don't love UVA as like a national champion because, and I don't love Schellenberger as like an MVP, or not MVP, a Toroton winner and right. like best player in the, in the country because they like, that's your moment to like go beat a one-on-one matchup, and and for other teams like a team like Maryland or a team like Notre Dame, you can literally just let Schellenberger dodge, like let him dodge, let him dodge against the pole, let him get like let him take try and go to the goal and, and see if he can do it. Yeah, we don't we haven't seen that yet. Well, we have a, we have another one-on-one matchup that I was completely wrong about. Um, so again, I'm going to put my hand up here that I was wrong, but kind of wrapping it up from Klockner. 
you know, Matthew Noon's, you know, part of the 41 fraternity, you know, here at UVA, um, you, you know, it was one of his better games at 52% between the pipes, but Maryland, and I think we've said this like in college too, like they're, they just shot so many bounce shots on that UVA grass. And it's like, yo, I would have never thought like, oh yeah, today we're just shooting bouncers. Like they had probably seven or eight bounce shot goals. And that just shows how good of a cross player you are. Usually guys want to blow it high or they want to shoot low to high. And these guys are like, no, we're just going to throw bounce shots. And that's just another, and you probably know being a goalie, it's another thing you got to worry about now. I, I completely agree. And one thing that I wasn't, well, I w- should have expected or someone would expect from Nunes playing at home is you got to be, you're probably the most in tune with your field as a goalie. You got to expect those bouncers coming. And I just was expecting him to be better. Granted, he was, he played pretty well. Um, yeah. The number doesn't justify how well he played. Um, but the one thing for people who have, who have never been to Clocker or never played there, they, they like, they like paint the dirt. Like they, everything looks green on TV, but the crease is all dirt. It's all yeah. dirt. And like everything in front of the crease, it's all dirt. So like, like you're saying, those bouncers, those are going every time. Nobody knows where those balls are going. That's going every time. Um, so yeah, I mean that matchup, was another great matchup to watch. Like we talked about the specialists are the kind of the team are the, the specialists are the guys that like make or break a close game. And we saw it here. Ruppel comes down to the wire and makes the saves that he has to make and makes and, and steals some that he, he shouldn't have had any business having. And you know, those are the difference makers. That's how, that's how Maryland pulls it out. Yeah. And I just thought as, as a whole, that entire, just, it was an awesome game. It was awesome a, it was game. a great game, and I I think we'll see those two teams again. You know they've met in the playoffs the past couple of years, so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them. Now, you know the, the next game. Speaking of big time matchups, I I was completely wrong on this. Swinging a miss, big time whiffer. Um, Yale and Cornell. That game got off the rails fast, and I don't know. If it was, you know, maybe Yale just thought they were the better team. Maybe they, you know, maybe they just had food poisoning. But from top to bottom, like they, they kind of just got dominated. Like I thought, I thought Parquet, their goalie, was playing pretty well throughout the year. He gets absolutely lit up. You know, thirty-five percent. Erlin, on the other hand, he has a career day, sixty-eight percent. So you're losing the goalie battle right off the start, which isn't great. And then not to mention at the X, you know, their starter guy or starting faceoff guy, Nick Ramsey, he goes 39%. He gets yanked. They put in uh, top-tier lacrosse name here, Machado Rodriguez, um, and he goes 63%. So it's like, oh, should we have gone with the backup? And then, you know, Cornell, again, like I mentioned in my preview, they threw three guys out there. They all went above 40%. Then it was a 10-goal game. It was – it was the, the face-off battle was definitely straight up, and – where Cornell wins is obviously the goalie matchup. They were they were making stops defensively thanks to Chase. And I think this game is highlighting a lot of what we're seeing in lacrosse this year. Is just like it's any given Saturday. Like you never know what a team is going to do when they get out there. So you would expect Yale and Cornell to be a dogfight like we saw Virginia Maryland and it just it just wasn't it wasn't even close. Another member of the 41 fraternity gets shut down. 
by the Adler family. The 41 fraternity versus Adler family. I'm taking the Adler family, the extended family. Um, yeah, yeah, Gavin Adler. I don't know. And then on top Gavin of that, you got the Kirsch family. The Kirsch family against the 41 fraternity. L's everywhere. Yeah, that, that's a shame on me. I, I shouldn't have gone against CJ. Um, you know, him and Billy Coy had a coil out a great day, and Michael Long being back, back, I think gave them a spark as well. You know, that's another four points just right in the lineup. But nonetheless, um, you know, Brandao goes one and one. You still have Leo Johnson, Chris Lyons, each have, each have hat tricks. Um, Yale shot terribly. This is it. This is at a home field too, and we just talked about UVA playing at home. But um, I forget who tweeted out. And Total Across Network tweeted out. But there was like a defensive sequence, and it's like, you know, Yale dodges, they get lit up, big time hit, throwback, another big time hit. And like their defense is just like they just played with so much more energy. They wanted to be there, and I thought Yale really just kind of pissed away, um, you know, a big time opportunity, especially given the circumstances where. We haven't seen Yale be themselves as of late. You know, they're, they're three and two, and they got losses to Penn State and, Corn- and now Cornell. But, you know, they've beaten Nova, who's number seven in the country. They smacked UMass, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering how they beat Denver now. But now they head into Ivy League play, which is going to be super interesting because I think the Ivy League is the third conference right now, and I think it's wide open across the board. Wide open. Definitely not anything that it was like last year. It's definitely wide open like it was last year, but you're not seeing the dominance and the and the strength of these teams that we were expecting. No, no, not even not even close. Um, your boys from the DC area, you know, they, they beat high point by 12. Congrats. Um, not gonna waste energy on them. Shout out to Coobs again, our, our daily Coobs love here. Nine seven win over Sacred Heart. Suck at Sacred Heart. We are Manhattan Pride podcast here. Um, T, I, I have a, a list that I want to go over with you here. Just the I'm done with list. I'm, I'm just done. I don't want to hear about these teams anymore. I don't want to hear about the programs. Um, are you ready? Hit me. All right. Number one is your is your boys down in D.C., Georgetown. You know, they're, they're starting to turn it around. I'm, I'm glad it only took them seven weeks, but I don't want to hear about them unless they win the Big East. I don't want to hear about them. Um. Second on this list, Penn State. You can't be number five in the country, go to a neutral site, lose to Marquette. That can't happen. I mean, like, I totally agree with you. That cannot happen. I, 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 I There's something about Anthony Kiedis and his boys. Like, they just they, – they got hot. They, they were red hot, and then they got real <laughs> damn cold. <laughs> I, so, I don't, T, I, I, don't even, I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like – any given Saturday, I, I, that's what I'm saying. And it's good for the sport. Do not get me wrong. It's great. It's good to have these teams, you know, you know, Penn State last year had a down year. The year before, they got, you know, they're crushing it. They got a men. They got O'Keefe. Like, where is the consistency in the program? And that's why I just, I don't understand. But again, Marquette, you know, you got to tip your cap to them beating Penn State. It's a huge program win. Um, such a such a sell on a recruiting visit. Ah, oh, we took down the number five team in the country, and like watch Penn State finish like in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten. <laughs> but you can say we beat the number five team in the country. Yeah, I I, how else do you sell in Marquette? Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, good basketball program. I don't know. Uh, he's, he's lost in the, in the NCAA tournament. All right, who's um, next on the list? Next on the list 
is Ohio State. Get them out of any top 20 poll, and we're getting to that next. But I'm done with the Buckeyes. I'm done. I'm, I'm just so sick of hearing, like, dude, Ohio State, we're going to turn the corner. Like, we got our guys. No, you don't. No, you don't, because you lose every fucking week now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They're, like, the biggest fucking frauds in the country, to say the least. Like, you have two elite defensemen. You have Jack Myers on attack. And this team, it's, it's like, every week I look at the box score, so, box score and I'm like, what happened? Like, what they're, happened? There's just their team, like, kind of like Michigan. Like, we, we – we, and Michigan's finally kind of turning the corner, it looks like. These are teams that have no excuse to be bad. Like, you have everything that you could have possibly asked for from a recruiting perspective. You're the biggest for these, for these football teams. program. Terrible. Frozen again. God damn. Oh, my back? You're back. You're back. Right. Um, you have two of the biggest football programs in the country pumping money. You each have your own lacrosse facilities now. Like, Figure it out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. If you look at Ohio State and you take out Cleveland State and Detroit Mercy, both those games they scored 19 goals. So that's going to bring their average down absurdly. And then it's lost to Denver, Notre Dame, Cornell, Virginia. Like, it's, it's, it's insane. It's honestly insane. So I, and again, like, Maybe Myers is the only dude on that on that offense that scares anybody, but like you still have guys with twenty four points and fourteen. It's just I, I don't know. I mean Ohio State they're they're on the list. Um, Princeton, the next team we got to talk about, they're on my list. They're two and four. They have truly no important wins. Um, they've beaten Manhattan and Monmouth, and they've lost four in a row now. Two one-goal games to Rutgers and Penn, a loss to Georgetown, and then dominated by Maryland. So, you know, they, they take on Yale this weekend. Both these teams just come in off stinky losses. So, um, I don't see what, what are your thoughts on, on Princeton? I, I think th- that might be a little harsh. I, I don't – I don't – I think Princeton is, like, a, a product of their schedule. Like – you played two lesser opponents to your degree. Um, you go to Mar- you you play Maryland. You get smacked around. You play Georgetown. Georgetown kind of battles back, and then you got two one goal losses at away against Rutgers and Penn. So I mean, it just it's 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 not. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blow up on them. But it was definitely definitely tough to see them fall. Their fourth loss. I and we'll get into it, like you mentioned. I don't know if they're a top twenty team either. Yeah, and and then finally, kind of riding the Ivy League train, Harvard. Like I'm so sick of hearing about Harvard. Every year they get put in the top twenty. They they got into the tournament last year. They got ran off the field by Rutgers. Um, they're they're just not good. They they've never been a good program. I I will I will debate anybody on Harvard lacrosse. Like I, I don't care. Like win like. Win a meaningful Ivy League game and go to the Final Four one time. Yeah, I, I would. Harvard is, you know, I I, I never I never really liked Harvard. You know, I'm like so I, sick I, have, I know some people who went there who I I love dearly, and they didn't really enjoy their time there. So I'm just yeah. 
list. And that's my yeah. list. I'm done with lists. So we're going to add right. to that. I will add I will add another team next week. I will add a team each week onto the list um, that I'm just done with for this year. You can, you can, get, you can get off the list. You can get on the list at any time. Um, All right. Love it. So that list is going to be running pretty much to, you know, a lot of these other games. I know we kind of just talked on a few of these teams, but notably like Michigan, Notre Dame, that line was six and Notre Dame like ran away with it. Not even a real game. Um, you know, we're, I think we're going to see these upcoming weeks with the conference tournament, who's for real and who's not. Um, and I think, I think after this weekend and the next weekend, we're going to be in a really good spot to determine who's, who's who in college lacrosse, really. Um, and it wouldn't be a ball-to-ball episode without talking about the Hawks, St. Joe's, St. O's. Hey, yo. Um, you know, shout-out to Levi. Eight goals, school record. It's fucking nuts. Um, nuts. Player of the week. Yeah, that shovel shot goal was disrespectful as hell. Um, shout-out to Zach Cole again. I know he had a great game per usual. Um, 24 for 29, dude. That is absurd. Yeah, 17 ground balls, more than Smithers. Um, but again, the uh, the goalie play for the Hawks not great right now. Um, I'm, I'm not going to comment further, but you know what? I'll do it. I know. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say it. I'll fucking say it. I know that every goalie on this roster is capable of being a Division One goalie a starting division one goalie and if all of you assholes are listening to this i know you're capable your coaching staff knows you're capable your teammates know that you're capable fucking get it done please please let's build them up yeah let's build them up let's get a little rally behind i know that you can do it you're all there's a reason you're all at this point in your careers yeah the sun will come up the next day you're gonna be better we need you to be better let's get it done I couldn't have said it better myself, T. I've never put on a goalie helmet before, but um, it's not yeah. that different. You just put a neck protector on it. Very straightforward. <laughs> I, I I think you know they they had their hands full of Duke coming to town on Saturday. I'm on the call for that with the, the former All American Brendan McNicholas and Co. So um, we're wait, gonna wait, go. wait, not three votes away. No, no, no. Well, that's what we did. So for the pen one, I was like, because you know it's like oh, like when when Buck and Aitman do a game. I'm Joe Buck here with my, with the Hall of Famer Troy Aikman. So when we did Penn, I was like, I'm Shane Tiger here with the with the former All American Brendan McNicholas. <laughs> so, so I, I'm I'm gonna call him the All American again. No, you gotta introduce him next week. He's three votes away from All American <laughs> Brendan McNicholas. Or, or or the Muffin, if you're listening to this, I'm gonna surprise you. So we're we're gonna and happy birthday, Muffin, by the way. Um. Oh, happy birthday, Muffin. But, T, that kind of wraps up the recap. I know, you know, Duke and, and Carolina played on Friday. Um, weird game, huge Duke out in front. Carolina comes back. Duke blows them out at the end. And then Hopkins Navy. Um, Hopkins might be the feistiest team in college lacrosse. I'm, I'm willing to give them that tag. Like, those dudes want to fight every fucking game. And it's every like – <laughs> and, dude, it kind of works. Like, they're not afraid to, like, lay the wood on somebody – um, good. Like I was watching them play Delaware and like a dude from Delaware, it was a big defenseman, Owen Grant or like Owen Hill, like ran over a dude, like kind of a cheap shot. And the whole Hopkins like attacked, just swarmed them like a pack of banshees. So, um, shout out to Hopkins. Hyenas. Yeah. Um, top 20 T Notre Dame. We have a new number one. 
Um, it's interesting, man, the, the three at the top, and we get a number one versus number three matchup this week with Virginia and Notre Dame. You know, Virginia-Maryland's a one-goal game. Notre Dame-Maryland's a one-goal game. Both those go to overtime. If Notre Dame and Virginia go to overtime, that's that's so weird. And, and it's it's weird. I, I could totally see it happening. Um, one thing I will say, and we'll kind of I guess we'll kind of get into how, like how we're frustrated with the poll. Yeah. If Virginia loses this game and they get bumped outside of the top five, we got a problem. I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but I have a feeling they're going to bump below like a Cornell after a loss in Notre Dame, and I and that's when you know we got to we got to reevaluate well, ourselves, people. Well, T, it's funny you say that because it just so happens that the script leaked in college lacrosse this year early. Oh yeah. Guess who Virginia plays next week? Notre Dame. So they play Notre Dame on Saturday. Then they play Duke. Oh, oh wow. What a matchup. So listen, if, if you're writing the script for season for season two here, if Virginia loses and Duke slides up and they slide back, they're just gonna play the next week. Now, hold on though. The Hawks play Duke this weekend. So if we and the upset world, is waiting to happen. Waiting for, I can smell it. But it would be, it would be glorious though that if like this is a one goal game, and then like due to Virginia, like we're gonna see who the real top five are. But the entire top twenty, the first gripe I have is Denver at fifteen. They're below North Carolina. They beat North Carolina two weeks ago. Denver's like, a weird team, man. Like. They're they're below, but like they're right next to each other. They both have they, what do they have? Like 152, 157 points there votes. So like, I don't know. Denver's a weird team. North Carolina's a weird team. They've had big wins. They've had bad losses. Like them losing, them losing the Air Force just looks horrible. But then it's like you almost beat Duke on the road, and then you know they lose to Yale in a a slowdown game. And then they just kind of kick the shit out of Ohio State. So, again, it's it's a it's a very weird team. But I'm just a f- fan of like they beat them head to head. Like they should be ahead of them, regardless. Like Penn's ahead of Georgetown. That seems fair to me. They're both three and three. Penn beat Georgetown. That's fine. But this Ohio State and Princeton being nineteen and twenty. Like if you drop the names and we just told you this is who they beat and. and Whatnot, like they're not in the top twenty. Princeton's two I, and four. I couldn't agree anymore. Like two and four, four and four, four straight losses, or whatever, however you want to say it. Like they, they're just, they're just not worthy of being there at this point. You know, Delaware should be in the conversation. Michigan should be in the conversation. St. Joe should be in the conversation. Great, we just like had a couple bad losses. But like, I'd love to see Delaware, Michigan in nineteen twenty, even Marquette, like not Marquette, but like in the conversation over those two. Like, there's just more and more reasons for those guys to just not not be in the top twenty. Just get out. The, those or, ones are wild. Or an idea, we just move it to top twenty five, like every other sport. Yeah, and I was, I had that written down. Every other sport in college, it's the it's the top twenty five. It's college basketball on the bottom of the TV. It says top twenty five. Women's basketball, women's lacrosse. Um, I'm pretty sure field hockey does 25. Women's lacrosse does 25. Oh, that's a terrible one. So I don't get why we just do top 20. 
And it, it would benefit everybody across the board. That's what I don't get. I don't don't give me the participation trophy. Top twenty five just it it's it's just what college sports are. Yeah. Like it's it's infuriating because then don't and I'm 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 on a rant right now. There we like, go. But like Jacksonville's at eleven. Oh, I was I was just gonna say something about this. Fucking Jacksonville just Dude, sitting like, there on the beach enjoying their fucking time off, sitting at eleven. I'm taking Yale over Jacksonville, Army over Jacksonville, North Carolina over Jacksonville, Denver over Jacksonville, Penn over Jacksonville, and Georgetown over Jacksonville. Like, like, taking all those teams over them. Pathetic. Like, again, I know you can't control what conference you're in to a degree, but it's like, so this number 11 team in the country, they lost to Hopkins and they beat Duke by one. Outside of that, they beat Duke. Right. So they've beaten Marist, High Point, UMass Lau, St. John's, Bobby Moe, they played Mercer, Cleveland State, Utah, which is the game I'm circling, Queens, Detroit Mercy, Lindenwood, Air Force, and Bellarmine. You're telling me that's the number 11 in the team, 11 team ranked in the country. And the best part is every team around them has arrows going up and down. Like they're just stuck at 11 because of that fucking Duke win. I, it's terrible. I, I'm so, it's such bullshit. Um, one they thing, though. If they don't win, that conference, though, that would be hilarious. I mean, they've been there. They've been there. They've been ranked like all like oh high high hopes for Jacksonville. Up, oh, they lose in the conference tournament. Granted, you know St. Joe's was like that when we were playing there. But like, yeah, hand up, hand up. It's it hard, is it's hard it to is. win. It's hard to win. Yeah, it's hard to hard, win this it, it is hard to win. But like, you're in the you're fucking. We were never in the top twenty. Like, get out of here. Eleventh yeah. in the country and can't even win your conference tournament. Come on, the ace. But, the ace. Nope, hold on. Real quick, shout out to Army. That is a team that nobody was expecting to be good this year. Lost a shit ton of everywhere on the field. And they're just taking care of business, those boys up in West Point. So shout to them. I like it. We support our troops here. Um, we are a pro-military podcast. We support our troops. <laughs> the A son has 10 teams. Um, five of them have losing records with two and four, two and six, one and three, one and five, oh and five. Robert Morris is 500. Cleveland State's three and two. So it's like, all right, like that conference is whatever. I mean, I, I, you know, Jacksonville, if they don't win the A Sun, I'm putting them in the pending. I'm putting them on the list. The pen, pending on the list. Jacksonville. <laughs> on the wait list on the list. Yeah, they're on the wait list. They're like the, I'm not going to say that. I'm not trying to get canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, next. Um, yeah, Jacksonville State at 11, that, that bothers me. Army moving up is great. But, you know, I I was in this Twitter debate, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do a video comparing the ACC to the Big Ten. And this guy's like, bro, the ACC 17-1 and one against the Big Ten in these matchups and all this shit. And I'm like, all right. like, So I looked at the top ten, and I'm like, or it was like it was like it was like the, the three teams that they had. It was like Notre, it was Notre Dame, Virginia, and Duke. We're all one, two, and three. And I'm like, all right, you know, that's that's fair. I get it. And then it was like four, five, and six. We're all Big Ten teams. I'm like, all right, so we're right here. Like Maryland just beats UVA. Notre Dame beats Maryland by one. Now, Rutgers and Hopkins. You know, Penn State doesn't really help my argument now. But like, if Hopkins can kind of get things going and they can make the tournament. You know, Maryland can do what they do, and then Rutgers can, again, get to a Final Four. Like, 
pretty sure Notre Dame and Duke didn't even make the tournament last year. If we if people forget, like. I, I I don't disagree with you. I think it's way closer than the whatever that seventeen one record shows. Like, they, like these teams, there's there you can't just like roll over and say, oh, the ACC is better. Like that's just a lazy take. Like I get seventeen yeah. one record. I get it. There's things to be said about it, but like just saying the classic ACC is the best lacrosse conference is is lazy. It's ridiculous. What? I, I it just it was cracking me up so I was like all right like I don't I don't feel like going to war against this dude I got a lot going on but T do you remember do you remember week one when the polls came out and um I was like I don't understand why they have all the Ivy we had like every Ivy League team was ranked but Dartmouth okay if you look at that now like Cornell's five okay Yale's twelve Penn okay. sixteen. And Princeton's 20. So it's like, oh, no way. Like, things started to actually shake out, and you don't just throw teams in the top 10 based off of last year. Um, and well, the last time you go off of. It's, it's one first week. Right. But, like, they, we already had this debate. They haven't played a game. Don't put them in the fucking top 10. <laughs> but what I wanted to, I wanted to segue, lasted about the top 20. If people ever put Dartmouth on a main Sunday game with Chris Cotter wasting his time down in Chapel Hill to call that game with Jules Hedenberg on the call, that was the biggest. Like, they're trying to make Dartmouth versus UNC an important game. It was 11 nothing after the first quarter. Get the fuck out of here with that. Hey, man, that, that, was, that was Dartmouth's first – Loss of the season. You know what? I I was they hoping you say going into that. That's a big game. Congratulations! You beat Merrimack, Holy Cross, Siena, fucking Hobart, who we love when they lose. You got pumped by North Carolina, and you just doubled up Hampton. Congratulations! No, listen, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta get. You, you gotta. You just gotta give them their props. No, the you can't. Wave, you can't just the be- green wave was rolling into Chapel Hill, and they they hit the break. They hit the reef. Well, One they had hard. Well done. They, they, they had the crimson frauds up next. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, right, Dartmouth we'll is Dartmouth. It is what it is. I get it. Like, I wouldn't want to watch them either. That's why I didn't. <laughs> hey, you have I control had of your remote chain. You can pick what you want to put on TV. I, I, listen, all I heard was this, all this hype coming in about about the Green Wave. I just, you know, Coach Callahan up there he got him for got him for a teaser. <laughs> but nonetheless. Um, I didn't know if you had, you know, really any segments, um, and whatnot. Now I would say we, we talked about both these games, but you know, best bus ride. I think that's obvious. It's got to go to Maryland. hundred percent best bus ride, Maryland man up player. Brian Ruppel already said, all right, my man, up, my man up was, uh, was Pat Cavanaugh four and six on the day for a 10 piece against Michigan. Um, Kind of nuts. Ten you know, piece that's, nugget. That, that's big time. Um, my man down was Brandau actually. Um, just yeah, gobbled up by Gavin Adler and the Cornell defense. And my worst bus ride was just touched upon between Dartmouth going down to UNC. Um, my worst bus ride was for the St. Joe's goalies, but we already gave them their motivation. <laughs> and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bag on too much because I know they're gonna get better. St. Joe's goalies, man down this week, 
man up next week. We're going to man right. up against Duke. All right. I'm, I'm liking it. But now. Time to man up, gentlemen. But let's transition into the week ahead where we have some glorious games. Um, I, I know we've we've dropped a few teasers throughout this, but I'm, I'm just going down chronologically on Inside Lacrosse for those who are following along on their on their uh, their computers here. But um, I'm not betting on this game, but Army Loyola, I think that's going to tell us a lot about the Patriot League and where these teams are at. Loyola started out hot, had a couple hiccups. Army started out eh. On a roll right now, that's a top 15 matchup. I, I, I'd have to look into that a little bit more, but something just something tells me that um, Army at home, maybe it's a little cold up there. That stadium's a fucking wind tunnel. I kind of want to go lean towards the Black Knights. It's a minus one and a half line in favor of Army. I mean, I'm, I stay away from Patriot League matchups. Like, you just never know. You never know. It, it's definitely going to be nice because I think whatever team wins that immediately becomes the favorite, obviously, out of the Patriot League. Um, but again, it's always hard to beat a team twice, so most likely would see that team again. That moves us into St. Joe's versus Duke. A couple weeks ago, this matchup was like, ooh, ooh, top five team taking on maybe a top ten team. Um, obviously, we know what's happened with us You know, three out of the last four weeks. Pumped up the competition, couple one goal losses, but this game to me, it's if Zach Cole can be himself at the X against Naso, if St. Joe's man up can steal a couple, maybe in transition, and really just kind of keep the ball away from Duke's offense. Um, I think Duke, it's... Gets, Duke can get scored on. Um, their goalie, I'm, I'm going to be struggling his name all weekend, William Helm. Um, so, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna have to, you know, do to that. But I listen. I think, I think you're right. They're gonna have to keep the ball out of their defensive end. Um, there, there's, there's mismatches everywhere when it comes to, you know, our defense versus their offense, and that's that's to be expected. Obviously, going against a team like Duke. Um, I think we just gotta slow it down as much as we can and try and and try and maximize maximize our efficiency on offense. And then you know Zach's got a handful against against Nasa. So you know we'll see what happens. I think I think the over hits and uh, we're gonna have a hell of a game. It's, it might be a little rainy, it might be a little sloppy, but uh, I think the over hits and uh, we have a hell of a game on Saturday on Hawk Hill. Well, this is like that segment on College Game Day when Herb Street is calling the game. Yeah, I don't have a pick for anybody, so I don't have a pick for anybody here. Um, I'm going to stay away from that one. Um, next, Georgetown-Lehigh. Interesting game, to say the least. Uh, I'm not going to wager on this. Again, a Patriot League team versus a Big East team. But I got uh, – this is this is a sneaky pick for me, and I have okay. to go against my boys down in D.C., and it's not really going against them. I just think this is a closer game than people expect – you know, Georgetown is uh, – Georgetown's pretty hot right now, Shane, right? Three-game win streak after opening the season 0-3. It's like somebody told you that they were going to bounce back after having one of the hardest schedules in the country. Um, but I do think six is too many goals. I think Lehigh covers plus six. Um, again, I think Georgetown wins. I think it's like a 15-12, 16-11 type of thing. But I think Lehigh covers the plus six. I think – Cecil Berger is still one of the best face-off guys in the country, and this game's going to be close. No way, no two ways about it. Okay, I, I like that. I, I might, I might add that to the card late. Um, 
going down the list here, a lot of just I, I really don't want to watch these games. Remember, so you get, have control of your remote, Shane. You don't have to. I know, watch. I know, I know, I know. Um, you know, got to get outside sometimes. I'm going to have to DVR some of these. Um, but Notre Dame, Virginia, I think that's the matchup everybody is really wanting to see. That's at noon on ESPNU. Is that our so, first ESPNU game? I think it is. Uh, um, is it? I think it is. I think this is the debut of College Across on ESPNU for the 2023 God, I, season. I feel like we had one earlier in the year, but I'm not going to go against you. Um, I'm I'm taking Virginia and the points. So give me that. Give me UVA plus one and a half. I I just think you know bounce back game. All right, the undefeated's off your shoulders now. The you know oh we have to score 19 goals a game's off your shoulders. You just saw a great defense, so you're going to be able to prepare for another talented defense that comes um, you know into play now. And I, 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 mean, I just think this offense bounces back. I, I really do. Um, Petey LaSalle, I think he's going to cause some havoc at the X again for the Cavs. Um, and if Nunes can play well, I mean, that UBA defense is big. Those guys are rangy. They're long. You know, I think they called him Jurassic Park, which is kind of weird. But um, I didn't really like that nickname. But, again, then I, I well, think to myself, I do I shut my eyes and I go, Notre Dame. Kevin all go, Tevlin, Griffin Westland. Like, you just start naming guys, and you're like, Jesus Christ, their offense is loaded. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i taking the other side of the card here. I'm taking Notre Dame minus one and a half, my yeah. national champion pick. There's – through the transitive property, Notre Dame beats Maryland, Maryland beats Virginia, therefore Notre Dame beats Virginia. Easy. Okay. <laughs> Math. Okay. Um, but for real analysis here, I think I think Virginia having to come off of an emotional loss and a tough game at home against Maryland and then have to travel cross country to go play another huge game against Notre Dame is gonna be tough for them. Um, I think Notre Dame on the on the flip side, having UVA come into their house and their first real big test of the not their first big test, but their first big home game of the year. I think those boys are gonna be real hyped up. Kavanaugh to Kavanaugh, Brian Tevlin, Chris Vake, Liam Entman, the the star studded Notre Dame fighting Irish. You can go down the list. Um, I think I, I think we saw the weaknesses in UVA's offense. Schellenberger, Xander Dixon, they can be easily erased. Um, I I worry about guys like Peyton Cormier a little bit, but he didn't really want to show up on 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 Saturday against he Maryland. Had, he had a hat trick. Yeah, and he could have done more. He's he a, he's a, a starting attackman. All right. Also, you're gonna say this is cross country. I don't think they. I don't think they drive. They, there's no way they drive. No. It's a three. It's a four hour flight. Yeah, that's a long flight. Which is kind of nuts. Is there? Oh, it's a, it's a connecting flight. What are you just looking up the first flight out of Charlottesville to get to the fucking? I, 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 I haven't pulled up here. Yeah, it's not a. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you got to fly out of Charlottesville at four hundred dollars. That's kind of that kind of sucks. Um, I'm sure they. I'm sure they got a good budget. I didn't know that's where South Bend is. That's interesting, huh? Right near Chicago. I didn't know that. So like I know. I was saying, cross country trip for UVA, and um, it's it's a it's a minus one and a half lock for the Fighting Irish. 
You're all right. You're you're calling that a lock. You're fucking high. <laughs> hey, t- tell them the guys fourteen and twenty. All right, fourteen and twenty. We're getting. We can, we just keep back on the horse. Those are fourteen wins, by the way. Give out those ones. Um, move moving down the list. Really, you know, Syrac- Syracuse Hobart. That's always an awesome rivalry. I wish they were playing at night. They're playing at one p.m. Uh, I, I don't like that. That should be a Tuesday night game. Um. Obviously rooting for Cuse in that one. Fuck Hobart. Uh, Princeton Yale. Very interesting matchup here, T. Because really interesting. Because if if Princeton can't figure it out, and they go they go to two and five, loses a five in a row. I think I think it's I think it's over. I think you put a fork in them. It's done. But if Yale were to lose, it's like hold on. Like we we know like we know all the names. You got plenty of dudes on the field. You have a talented offense. Like, I'm not going to count them out. Like, I, I just think of like seeing Yale, watching a couple of Yale games this year. They're just so hard to, to have an identity. But whoever loses this one, it, it's it's not going to be good. Like, yeah, it's definitely season, not gonna be season good. starts to to go down. Yeah, I think I think this is more of a must win game for Princeton than it is for Yale. Um. But I think, you know, I think pretty easily the top four teams in the Ivy are Cornell, Penn, Yale, Princeton, in no particular order. We're not putting Harvard or Brown in the in the Ivy League tournament. So I think they all like still have a shot to make the Ivy League, no matter who wins or lose, loses in this game. Um, but like we've said on previous episodes and previous weeks, like this is you're not going to see all these Ivy League teams get into the tournament with at large at large placements. Like, nah, you nah. got to win the tournament here, and it, and well, you 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 just have to take care of business. You you can't you can't rely on the at large bid like you did last year. Well, whoever loses this one would drop to zero and two, and at that point, like that that's a tough hole to get out of um, in the Ivy League. To you know, it's only the top four advancing. So for this one, I. I don't even. I, I'm staying. I, I'm gonna stay away from this one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn in my man card and not bet this game. This, you know, Princeton screwed me last week, but um, we'll see if the Tigers can get think it done. Even a line for this, but because we're we're all rooting for Princeton hoops. Coach Jersey, it's Princeton a basketball school. We can only we can only wait and find out. Well, I'm, I'm taking Princeton hoops. They're plus four hundred. Let's go, baby. Um, Probably the last, you know, two good games on Saturday as well to, to round out Saturday. But Maryland, Penn State, 5 p.m., Big Ten Network. Let's see if Penn State's for real. Let's see if they can – okay, hey, we, we lost a bad game to Marquette. We're still a top-ten team, but we're going down to College Park. And Maryland's a team where they know how to handle a big win. They know how to handle success. Um, that line is four and a half. Terps, minus four and a half. Give me it. Easy. Easily, no, no, no two ways about it. Penn State, the Fighting Chili Peppers—they um, are—they're coming off of an embarrassing loss to Marquette. Um, I, I think they're—I uh, think they get humbled again down in College Park. No two ways about it. I think it might be close. It might be like a—I mean, close is relative. They might cut Maryland might cover with five goals instead of like eight, but I think four and a half is a good play to it. No two ways about it. I think I think this is a seventeen nine game, in my honest opinion. <laughs> it's a conference game, dude. Don't like, don't knock dude, them too I, hard. I, I, 
I'm, I'm being like, I'm being genuine when I say that, like these eyes, they've seen a lot of college lacrosse. And the thing that just jumps out to me is Maryland's a fucking wagon. Like all their dudes are just like, whenever you like, all right, put it this way. This is the easiest way to say it. growing up. If you said, Hey, that dude's playing, that kid's going to Maryland for lacrosse. You're like, Holy shit. That kid's nasty. You know, kids going to Penn State for lacrosse. Nice. Like, yeah, dude, they, they, yeah. they have better – dude, they have better players. They have – I think, obviously, I think they had one of – you know, we're talking almost an all-time college lacrosse coach here and Tillman, what he's been able to do. Yeah. Um, but even last year, they beat Penn State 8 to 18 to 7. Now, I know, obviously, a lot of their scoring has gone, but that's great. We'll go back to – 2021, some of the guys still on that team here. 17 to 10 win over Penn State. Oh, 17 to 10 win, yeah. And then they played, you know what? 2020 was COVID. No one's still on that team here. So again, I just think I'm going off history. No offense to Penn State, but a lot of offense. Um, Herbs, minus four and a half. Shout out to Scott Van Pelt. Michigan Hopkins, the game right after. Another, another prove it to me game, because if Michigan wins, okay, I'll take you a little bit more serious now after a bad loss to Notre Dame. But Hopkins, like Hopkins, you have to win this game. You have to win this game. I think I think this is Hopkins' game to lose. With that being said, at Homewood on a Saturday night. Oh no, it's not at Homewood. It's in Michigan. Oh wow, I did not realize that it is at Michigan. This might be one of the biggest games that that Michigan is hosting in its the history of its program. Oh, wow. Well, I T, I, T, I did a TikTok on this earlier today, a little okay. game preview. Um, goalie play goes to Hopkins at 54%. Michigan's, yeah. Michigan's been splitting goalies. Um, Shane Carr got shelled last week against Notre Dame. I think they pulled him and put in Taylor. Um, face-offs are interesting. Again, Tyler Dunn for Hopkins, 51%. Michigan's been rotating guys. They're both at 60% on the year. Um, now, what's very interesting is goals per game. Hopkins is you know 11.5, and they give up 11. Michigan scores 13.5. They give up 13.14. But if you take out Cleveland State for the Michigan game, that was their high scoring, that drops down to 12. Hopkins also, they've played 10 games, which is crazy. And Michigan's played seven, but this is a not. Don't overthink this team because the stat that I want to I want to tell you: strength of record. Michigan's is twenty eighth. Hopkins is sixth. They've Done. played. They've played so many better teams, top to bottom. Like they've been through Murderers Row already. They've gone through the gauntlet. They've played Jacksonville ranked. Georgetown was ranked. Carolina was ranked. Loyola was ranked. St. Joe's was ranked. Virginia was ranked. Hughes was ranked. And Delaware right on the cusp of being ranked. So that's eight out of your ten games have been against ranked teams. So I'm taking I'm I'm playing this on. Hopkins. Minus one. You're right. You're right. We're Blue Jays fans this year, and I never thought it would be, but I am. 
I do have to say this line is perfect to one and a half. It seems like Hopkins, like Syracuse win by two, Navy win by three, Delaware win by two. Like you would have expected them to beat those teams by a little bit more. Those teams are good. This, this is this is a this is like you like you said, we're gonna know where these teams are and who these teams are after this weekend. With that said, I am circling Hopkins and putting a check next to it because we're taking them at minus one and a half. Go blue Jays. I, I love that. Welcome to welcome to the team T. I've um, been in. Go blue. Now now Sunday, these lines aren't out yet. So I don't know if we want to talk about these at all. And you know, maybe we just tweet them out. But Sunday. Cornell Cornell plays Penn on ESPNU. Woo! That game is at Cornell. Lines aren't out yet. I'd imagine Cornell is going to be favored by three and a half, four, based off of what they did last week and basically what Penn's been struggling with, even though Sam Hanley is just writing his own legacy. Um, just thoughts on that one, T? What do you got? Um, I, I think you're spot on there. If I had to, if I had to pick a line for this, it's probably Cornell minus three and a half, um, maybe to four and a half. If it's anything less than that, I would hammer Cornell. If it gets up to like fives, I think you got to think about, you know, taking Penn in this spot. Um, they're kind of like, since since the Gregar injury, like they're kind of scraping by um, and they'll be in a close game. They've been, they've been able to play close games against good teams. Um, so I, I can see, I can see this game definitely being close. So I would say take Cornell up to around four and if you get anything higher, go, go to Penn. That's what I, I was going to say. I'm going to take Cornell, Cornell in the spread against until it, anything above, anything above three and a half, I'm not taking. Um, but I do think Cornell, their close defense is going to be able to handle Penn's attack. I would be curious if they bumped Adler up at times to cover Hanley. Just throwing that out there. Um, I don't know if Erlen has another you know, almost 70 save percentage against Penn because those dudes are snipers. But, again, they lose Gergar. I, I don't even think Penn's averaging. And, That's what I was going to say. I, I mean, I'm just, I can do the quick math here, but their last two games have been 9, 8, 13. Nine, twelve, and nine. Like, yeah, I mean, they're that's not great. It's just um, not what you would expect from this team. Yeah, they're going to try and grind it out, and I think Cornell is just too talented on offense. I think Coach Busick has that team. I mean, they're excited when they score goals, dude. Like, their their attacks always fired up, and they're they're a gritty group. Um, so I think Cornell three and a half, anything. But then the nightcap, seven p.m. Big Ten Network. We get to see the Ohio State University host the Scarlet Knights. Um, I I got to ride. I got to ride with Rutgers on this. Um, whatever the spread is, I'm taking Rutgers. Listen, I I am as you know, I'm not all in on Rutgers yet. I, I want to be, but I just they just don't excite me. They they better kick the shit out of Ohio State. They better beat Ohio State by like five or six goals. And if they don't, I, I don't. I, I'm going to feel the same way that I always have about Rutgers this season. So, well, they have they have the nod at the X, which we know we know that that's definitely important. Ohio State has thrown. They've had eight different guys take faceoffs for this year. That's crazy. Um, 
you know, uh, their, their top guy, I don't mean to mis- mispronounce his last name with, with all due respect, he's at 63%. And then Matthew Fritz is at, you know, 49. Rutgers really going off their main dude, but he, he's at 57 and Newman's at 58. So I don't think there's going to be any problems at the X. But, man, if, if Jack Myers is, is getting kind of eaten alive by this Rutgers defense and he can't do – he doesn't have a good game, Rutgers going to win this by seven or eight, honestly. Yeah, I would it's hope getting, so. It's getting to that point. And Ohio State, if you lose, it, it's over. Cancel the season. Worry about football. You know, worry about maybe beating Michigan in the next couple of years. I know it's been a while, um, but I, I think that's really it for my picks. Are you are you going to take? Are you taking Rutgers in the spread team? Um, I'll see what the line comes out at. If it's, it's probably going to be similar to Cornell, but I'm I'm, just, I'm not going to touch this game. I don't I don't like Rutgers enough right now to to bet on them. And, and I, that's just want, right. I just want to see right them like me. I just want to see them like do something that they're supposed to do. You know. Like yeah, kick I mean, the shit at Ohio State and show me that you're a good enough team. Yeah, I I I think that's a a very fair assessment from you. It's like, hey, you want all this praise and you want all the hype. Well, when the when the ball drops or when the when the ball's teed up at at the X and you know you got 60 minutes between the lines, get it done. Like show get me. it done. Show me something. Show me that you want to be here because there's no moral victories. None. And with that, T, that's going to wrap it up for episode 10 here. We appreciate everyone listening um, and the support. If you have any questions or anything like that, please like, rate, subscribe, review, share. Tell your friends. Tweet tell your friends' friends. Play it in the background. Tweet us. If you need suggestions on your on your picks this week, tweet us. Tweet us. At Ball to Bald. At Ball to Bald. T, always a pleasure. I will talk to you soon, my friend, and have a great night. Cheers.